0: Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Join me in the studio is uh, Cozy and uh, the wife, Kamai. Uh, Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for having us. The first thing I came across your testimony was you were very timid. Why? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Walk us through that.
2: Uh, Growing up... uh, I was always a very thoughtful child and young man and teenager um, I, would be, I, I would describe it as a person that would think before they talk. Mm-hmm. Everything was uh, very very thoughtful and intentional mm-hmm. so if I said it I meant it or I felt it and I had spent some time with it before I uh, expressed those things to people. Um, but I would say that the, the timidness came from a place of um, uh, internal, like uncertainty inside.
0: Just something that was going on in within in within you. That's what caused that kind of uh, being timid. Can you tell us what was going on? I know we're gonna go to the other question. Actually, let me go to the other question. Maybe to bring mm-hmm. that up in your testimony. I I uh, 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 I see you right you were uh, like with everything that was going on you are trying to live up to a higher expectation Like people are just put this higher expectation because you don't talk they think you know you are the greatest you can inspire their kids and there is just this higher expectation uh, um, then what?
2: yeah um, growing up I was that kid that's uh, um, I can remember my, my friend's parents Um, they would call my parents and say, can you send Cozy over? Send him over so that he can rub off on my son. Um, That Some of his manners can maybe pass on to my kid. Uh, They wanted me around. They they enjoyed me being around. I think um, they could sense something about me that was different, Uh, which is a a sentiment that I heard all throughout my life that I'm different. Um, But that Sentiment often made you feel like I'm on the outside from everybody and that I don't have a place. I'm looking for this place. I'm different. And. I know and I can feel it. But I was looking for my where is my spot then if I'm. Different. What is my role? What do I do? And. Um, Amber people would uh, often. Um, you know, tell me like, oh, you're like you're such a standout person. Um, it's really incredible, you know, how you hold yourself. Um, you know, they would trust me with things that I'm thinking. How would you just, you know, so quickly trust me with something like that without maybe further investigating me? But they would kind of, they would just feel comfortable to do so. Um, being in the cadets program, growing up. Uh, The sergeants and generals would say, be more like uh, Cadet Baker. Wow. And I'm there, and there's a line of maybe 80 to 100 people. We're all formed in these blocks. And telling all of these kids, older than me, younger than me, ones that have higher rank than I do, be more like me.
0: So that put a lot of pressure on you.
2: A lot of pressure.
0: Now, at this, at this stage, you became self-critical of yourself. Can you tell, tell us more about that?
2: The self-criticalness came from, I think, the pressure building up inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling like you know people needed me to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be this figure that... Um, represented like excellence or good behavior or good morals Um, and that uh, that just built up in me over time and I felt like I had to maintain it and so I would look to things I do to make sure that everything is in line so that I can continue doing this feeling like that's what I supposed to do for people and it became my identity
0: so what people had um, seen you to be, that is now, what their, their expectation, what, what is going on? So there's a lot of pressure building up, which leads you now to depression. Talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, I think with the depression, uh, I began to look at my life, um, and I guess in a very linear way, like I'm in school and then I go to college, university, uh, I mostly do my music, I get married, I raise my children, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. but um, there wasn 't really room for God in, in looking at life that way. Um, I started to become very depressed, mm-hmm. um, looking at everything I did with this intense scrutiny, if I did this wrong, mm-hmm. um, if I did this right. But then when I did it right, there was a this feeling of like emptiness, like it didn't bring fulfillment. It didn't last. It was for a moment like, okay, I did I did the thing again. But then that feeling was gone. Mm-hmm. And I had to do it again to maintain that sense of I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Constantly looking for areas where I can try and like perfection, perform. like perfection. perfection. Perform
0: like performing to what the people had put you to be, right? Yeah. You, you know why this is, this is uh, powerful? is because um, this is kind of the Christian life. When we are born again, there is this higher expectation that everybody puts every one of us into. Now, you begin to contemplate on uh, committing suicide. Talk to us about that.
2: Uh, the suicidal thoughts came particularly with uh, um, school mm-hmm. um, you know I, I had this way of looking at life, and I was supposed to do these certain steps because i'm i 'm this i 'm this figure that everyone looks up to, so I have to make sure I hit these things mm-hmm. if i 'm in school, I have to do school really well if i 'm in a sport, I got to do the sport well if i 'm and not so much doing in all things like well but I think my character in all these things in all these places has to be um, perfect or as close to it as I can be Um, and the suicidal thoughts started to come in when I looked at my school grades and I realized that um, I'm not doing as well as I want to and I was feeling spread thin trying to accomplish all these things and do all these acts um, I I felt spread thin I felt looking forward to the future I can't I can't do the things that I have to do next because I'm messing this thing up here and this thing is really important I placed a lot of importance on being good with school um, because if I can't go to college or university because I did bad at high school and I'm going to have to clean toilets or um, you know scrape by. I would have let down my family, my parents, mm-hmm. and all the people that look up to me. Um, I and how old
0: go. at that this, this time, how old were you?
2: I think I was around 15, 16.
0: Wow. So that's a big, big, uh, 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 quite an undertaking on a 15-year-old where everybody is looking up to you. Now, so you begin to contemplate on the suicide uh, then what happens?
2: Um, I remember I remember the day very clearly. Um, I remember sitting at my school desk. Um, I was home-schooled mm-hmm. and I remember sitting at the school desk. Um, I remember everything about the desk, every detail of it. Um, and I remember picking up a knife, mm-hmm. and I wanted to commit suicide. I didn't even think twice about wow. um, it, you know, what kind of death that would be, what it would feel like. Mm-hmm. I think because I was already in so much pain inside mm-hmm. that it didn't so much matter. Because I remember sharing with, with a few people, um, and some of their questions were not so much about me, and how I was doing, but they looked at the way that I was gonna do it, and said, "Well, why would you do it like that? that that's like, that's really gonna hurt." But for me, in my mind, I'm that doesn't matter
1: mm-hmm.
2: because I just need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I need to get away from this and escape.
0: Wow. So now, what? What next? Um, um, you write in there. You you. What stopped you? What stopped you from moving forward, with committing suicide, as you began to attempt that? What 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 happened?
2: I, I remember very clearly. I had my hands out like this, one with the knife, and I remember I just I lowered my hands. Mm-hmm. Like something came over me, and I just lowered my hands down. I set it down, and I stood up out of my chair, went to my room, mm-hmm. got in bed. And I just looked at the ceiling. And I stared at the ceiling for I can't even remember how long. And it was not, it was—it was somewhat recently that mm-hmm. someone uh, came to me and told me. Um, they had a word for me and said that the Lord wants to heal you. Mm-hmm. And in the past, he sent an angel to stop you from doing something. Mm-hmm. And i believe now that what happened to me there was an angel of the lord
0: and you see this is uh, what i was saying i i saw god using you uh with your wife using you to inspire many people mm-hmm. so the drive of living up to the expectation and you felt like you were drained by it how are you feeling
2: i think for me my identity got wrapped up in uh, these performances, like, I guess. And it was, it was subtle, because it didn't look like performances to people on the outside. But for me, inside,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I felt myself calculating every thought. Uh, I went into a situation. I, I thought out the conversation and what the other person might say to me uh, in a hundred different ways so that when I know when I get there, I'm prepared. I can say the right things. Um, I, I didn't want to leave any error to say something wrong. Uh, doing something wrong uh, was a big thing for me. Um, it's like the a mistake can't just be a mistake. For me, it was failure. Um, and that became the way I looked at it life and I approach situations Um, but there was a drive because my identity was tied up with it I had to keep going because otherwise I'm not gonna be myself I was convinced that this is me and I think my natural character and these other things I think they were similar they had similarities but they were not the same And so when I heard about people would say the kind of person I am, what they would see in me, uh, in my mind, I couldn't differentiate it from this from this. Mm -hmm. And so I continued to, uh, with time, go more from being myself, Mm -hmm. my true nature, Mm -hmm. to becoming this performer, this Mm -hmm. role model, this star citizen.
0: And that is hard. It is really hard, you know, to live up to that. Now, how did you find, because you're right in there, finding your identity in Christ. So at this time now, how do you find Jesus? How did you come to the Lord?
2: Uh, I remember I was about maybe 16, 17. So it was a little bit of a fast forward. Mm-hmm. And I was at a youth conference called Snow Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mentioned there... Um, in the first episode but my youth pastor encouraging me to go up and DJ Mm -hmm. Um, and it was around that time that I I knew that the Lord wanted me to do music and um, I kinda lived my parents faith I did things I did I did the Christian movements and the Mm -hmm. Christian motions and it all seemed great Mm -hmm. but
0: you did it for your parents? I did it
2: for my parents mm-hmm. um, and that I think that um, that made me feel like I uh, I had been alive for 15 years mm-hmm. but from I guess the beginning of my teen years to 15 mm-hmm. so thirteen to fi- 13 to 15 I felt like I never lived a day
0: So how did you now discover yourself? Uh, uh, so your youth pastor tells you to go and DJ. And...
2: Yeah, I decided uh, at that um, conference to dedicate my life to the Lord personally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this because...
0: Because of you.
2: Because I want you. Yeah. I can feel that the Lord wants, wants me to be with him. Mm-hmm. And I was drawn to him. Mm-hmm. And so I decided for myself, I said, I have to do this for me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I got to stop. Mm-hmm. I can't be acting these motions. Either I stop or I do it for myself, for real.
0: Wow. So now finding your identity in the Lord and um, um, uh, here you are with Christ, where do you want to be now with uh, knowing what you know, that you don't have to late Higher expectation define you. You don't have to let the good things that we see about you uh, weigh you down because you're trying to live up to that. So in this new life now, you have with an understanding of everything we've addressed here. um, uh, How do you move forward?
2: Um, For me, it was... uh the moment that I had that suicidal um, attempt Mm -hmm. um, and I was saved, it wasn't like everything just flipped after that. Mm -hmm. It was a long road to get to here. And um, a lot of uh, trials and tribulation to get to this point and um, uh, emotional trauma um, and The Lord really used my wife to help me work through those things, Mm -hmm. to reshape my understanding, Mm -hmm. Uh, the way I I view life as he made it, Mm -hmm. not life as I saw I needed to do for Mm -hmm. these people to be something, Mm -hmm. but that God just made me, and I am his. Mm -hmm. I'm his. I don't have to do these things for people uh, to live up to their expectations Mm -hmm. as if they need me to fill this role. Mm -hmm. I just need to be with the Lord as I am His Mm -hmm. and uh, really shaped, really changed how I viewed Mm -hmm. my life, my identity Mm -hmm. Um, and being being a Christian, living and walking out my faith. and now at my present place in life um, I can feel the Lord uh, healing my heart and working in me Mm -hmm. I can feel things changing Um, uh, many times bumping into the wall over and over again as he tries to teach me a lesson Mm -hmm. as he tries to tell me something several times and I go no I don't want to do like that Mm -hmm. no I can't let go of this and Uh, It's really him saying trust me. It's okay. You don't have to hold on to all these things. Trust me and follow me. I sustain you. Um, And just allowing him. I think for me, it was like I had uh, control over every area. Mm -hmm. So I knew I knew I could make this happen. If I have the control, and I'm, I'm the one holding the reins, mm-hmm. I call the shots, um, and I can determine whether or not I want to engage in something or not. Mm-hmm. But I re- kind of realize that I don't actually have any control. Any
0: control, yes.
2: Uh, and that people are going to do what people do, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't worry. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't worry what people are going to do, what they're going to say, what they're going to think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel the Lord weaning me off of those things, mm-hmm. weaning me off of the world, mm-hmm. and um, I feel a sense of contentment and as I important. we as I come off of the world wow. and just onto Him. Mm-hmm. And I see it as less important. Yes, yes. The accomplishments of the world are not mm-hmm. as important. Being. Mm-hmm. Uh, in university mm-hmm. master's degree mm-hmm. for me that didn't end up being my story yes as much as I wanted to it do to that. that yeah um, it wasn't my story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not to say that it won't be because yeah. I don't know what God what has God for me has. Yeah. and that's the way that I look at it now mm-hmm. God has something laid out
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and all I want to do is just follow him mm-hmm. And uh, in whatever season that you are in, um, if it feels plentiful or if it feels like there's little or nothing, um, God sees you. You are seen and you are heard and that is something that uh, took me some time and I wrestled with. the question if God really sees me or really hears me. Um, but I, I encourage you to persevere. I encourage you to persevere because the Lord does see you. And he does hear you. And he's drawing you to him.
0: Awesome. Now, to your wife. newly lessons. Can you okay. give us some tips here to the newly-weighed yeah. lessons? I can use them. I've been married for 15 years. I know I can <laughs> use them coming from a woman. That's give us those points
1: okay um, one would be don't be afraid to be transparent so when you're coming together and two are becoming one becoming mm-hmm. it's a it's a process right mm-hmm. and so being transparent Cozy's gonna see the ugly in me I'm gonna see the ugly in him and it's learning to love and learning that love is a verb it's not a feeling and so when you love It's an action. And so you have to make a decision to love and not to be afraid to um, expose. Because marriage exposes the ugly. Marriage exposes the things that are there. Marriage exposes the trauma. Marriage exposes the pain, the insecurities, and everything like that. But learning to love um, through action. And one thing that's been really helpful for us is praying that we will see each other the way Christ sees us. Amen. So. Mm Lord, help me to love my husband the way that you love him. Mm -hmm. Let me see my husband the way that you see him, and vice versa. And so having that exchange and not being afraid to to get transparent Mm -hmm. and honest. Being
2: transparent uh, in the first couple of months was very, very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I resisted. Wow. I resisted a lot, (laughs) and she would ask me, um, you know, what's what's uh, what's going on? How are you? Like, What are you thinking of? And I would just say, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. And keep it at that. And then the, the things that were inside of me that I was wrestling with, the problems that existed, um, they bubbled up. Mm-hmm. And then they would manifest. Mm-hmm. And for her, she's asking me, like, tell me what those things are that we can pray through them that we can walk through them and I had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. that uh, it's better to just open up about it yes no, don't be afraid of how she might think mm-hmm. of me um, and again that's the expectation mm-hmm. uh, for me mm-hmm. it's like I have to be this thing for her this husband yeah. I have to be uh, you know tough and strong and the Lord really tore that down for me um, and a glad that he uh, did it pretty quickly yes <laughs> that is so good, that
0: is so good. I like that transparency yeah. being yeah. transparent is a, is a medicine and it 's mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. you see um, even me as a preacher that 's why you, you saw what you saw here. If you watch me just preaching, you have that um, picture of me mm-hmm. holy. Right, too mm-hmm. righteous. I can't even live up to the expectation. Mm-hmm. You see, but when you meet me in person, you're like, mm-hmm. he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. You know, really just, so mm-hmm. you lower that expectation and mm-hmm. you be transparent. Be mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, be you, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the other last one before we close mm-hmm. that I want you to touch on, mm-hmm. on your newly weighed lessons mm-hmm. was uh, praying together. And also praying individually. Can you yeah. elaborate on that?
1: Yeah. I think um, what can happen is to becoming one, it's like our identities are coming together as well, and we're coming and we're functioning as a unit. And so when we pray, we pray together, but remembering it's a personal relationship. So mm-hmm. he has to maintain his relationship with Christ, and I have to maintain mine. Mm-hmm. So coming together is important mm-hmm. because. Where two or three are gathered, right? And you can pray. We can pray together okay. about our marriage and and things together. But individually is important because I came into this world as an individual yes. with my relationship with Christ. Yeah. And when I stand before Him, I'm not standing yeah. with my husband mm-hmm. yeah. and being like, Lord, and, uh, right? Good point. And so, um, always being able to maintain that and not mm-hmm. necessarily, like, well, we prayed. Like we prayed yesterday. Mm-hmm. So piggyback off of that, and it's like, no, I got to remember like my yes. personal relationship with Christ yes. because. Um, if for example if Cozy's in the word and he's praying and I'm not I'm not upholding my end mm-hmm. yes. and vice versa mm-hmm. and because we're a team and we're together mm-hmm. we have to both be able to be fortified and spending mm-hmm. that time with Christ individually so then, when we come together mm-hmm. um, my mind is constantly being renewing mm-hmm. his mind and then we can share what we've been learning and what yes. God's teaching us in that season so
0: but for now we are so thankful you joined us and I hope and I pray that this program has really inspired you and this couple has really spoken into your life. You will see them next on our program as we talk about uh, the importance of being transparent in your life. May the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, and until then, Shalom, Shalom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at lifeatkazumbacharles.com and share your testimony.